Washington selects from the corner of the West Hockey League, Andrew Crystal. This kid looks like he just came right off the beach and surfing. He's an electric personality. He makes you smile. If you're having a bad day, come to the rink. This is a great teammate. Offense, offense, offense. That's what it sounded like June the 29th at the National Hockey League draft in Nashville when the Washington Capitals selected Andrew Crystal to join their organization. Now, Crystal was sitting with his family, and he and they were probably nervous wrecks because Andrew didn't get picked until the second round on the next day when he came in at 40th position. And then it was Andrew Crystal's turn to slip the red Washington team jersey over his dress shirt, pop the new baseball hat onto his hair, and do the handshake thing with the new managers. Then they whisked him away directly to Washington for orientation with all the other prospects for a week of playing hockey in front of the team's trainers and staff. They wanted to see what he's got, and he wanted to impress him enough so maybe he'll get a shot at starting in the lineup in the NHL this coming season rather than go back to his junior club for more seasoning, which is more likely. Now, on Friday, Crystal was back home in Vancouver, where he signed his entry-level contract, three years, $2.85 million U.S. He was considered one of the top 15 prospects from North America, 95 points last season. He's also the only Jewish player drafted this year out of a crop of 224 players from 16 countries. I got to Washington and um, a couple of the, the training staff were also Jewish and they kind of mentioned to me that, yeah, you know, they were and, you know, we stick together a little bit. So that was funny. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, July the 10th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News sponsored by Metropia. You may have heard the last name Crystal before on this podcast. Last year, we interviewed Andrew's father, Alex Crystal. He's a real estate builder and developer, and also he's volunteer chair of the committee that's building the new Jewish community campus in Vancouver called J-West. Andrew's mother, Jody, is on staff at the King David High School. But Andrew didn't go there. Instead, after Hebrew Elementary, he went to a hockey prep school in Vancouver, St. George's, like his older brother, Tyler, did. And then when he was drafted, he was 15, and he went to play for the Western Hockey League's Kelowna Rockets, where he's been for the last couple of years. Now, as his mom puts it on her social media, AC, as he's called, is going to DC. It's clear Andrew Crystal's already pretty smooth handling the media, and he's comfortable in the spotlight. He's also ready to navigate his strong Jewish identity along with a pro career. So we're joined now by Andrew Crystal from Vancouver and also joining me and making a special CJN Daily crossover episode appearance. Welcome to Gabe Pulver. He's the co-host of the CJN's Jewish sports podcast called Menschwarmers. Nice to work together. Welcome to both of you. It's great to have you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Mazel Tov, I guess we can say that. Congratulations on this giant week and a half for you. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been really kind of whirlwind of a, a few weeks here. So um, it's been kind of nice to now finally get back home and, and relax a little bit, but it's been awesome. So thank you. But can we go back a little bit to what you just did for the last week when you were in Washington and all the things that a, you made they made you do? What can you just talk a little bit about what that was like? Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically I was in Nashville before for the, for the draft and then I got, I got picked and, um, the same day I got picked, they flew, uh, they flew me out to Washington right away. So it was, um, you know, pretty fast. And then I got down to, to DC and, um, the whole camp was kind of just, you know, you're on the ice and, and working out and at the facility and um, just kind of hanging out with all the prospects and, and meeting the, the coaching staff and the management. And um, they, they let us go out and do some fun stuff on, on July the 4th. We went to uh, 
um, a memorial and watch the fireworks. And, um, you know, it was pretty cool. So um, it was a pretty uh, awesome, you know, week that we got there. And, um, you know, we didn't do anything really too crazy. Did you get like hockey card photos and uh, what kind of stuff did they do to sort of initiate you? Yeah, I think the initiation was more like at the at the draft, I guess, with all the photos and the media and stuff like that. I think once you kind of get picked and go down to Washington, it was a little bit more more relaxed and more just kind of, um, you know, you're, you're kind of settling in a little bit. So it's a little bit uh, different that way. Well, you had to play in a tournament, right? And your team won, the great team won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We got a three-on-three tournament at the end. So uh, it was kind of cool to, to come out on top of that. Well, that's it. But what did you have in your mind to prove or show or what was the so what's at stake for you in that in that tournament when you go to an nhl camp you're putting on you know an nhl jersey it's, it's pretty special so you want to go out there and you know prove yourself and you know prove them you know right for picking you and uh proving your worth i guess you could say and um you know i wanted to have a good camp so i can hopefully um get the contract that they um you know at the end gave to me so i think that was kind of what was at at stake a little bit and you know then again you're just kind of going out there and um you know a little three on three tournaments pretty fun so Hey, well, you were in Washington, so we have to ask, did you get to meet any of the actual current roster of players? Uh, no, nobody was actually in, unfortunately. So we, we didn't meet anybody, but um, we met all the staff and, and everyone, but no uh, no NHL players and yet. They've met the NHL players. The staff knows. Exactly. So you're so only, yeah. You're we're only close. one step away now. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, you're very exactly. close. So let's talk about that. Have any of the NHL players reached out to you since you were signed by the team? even though you didn't physically meet them. Yeah, um, there was an alumni that, um, you know, reached out. Carl Osner used to play on on the Caps, and he's reached out to me and um, texted me, um, you know, congrats, and that I'll love it there. And then, um, you know, an old friend of mine, uh, Vincent Iorio, also plays in uh, the AHL, so not the NHL yet, but he uh, played a couple games there this year, and, you know, he also texted me to congratulate me. So there's definitely a, a few guys that reached out. All right, so when you meet, Alex Ovechkin, have you practiced what you're going to say? Yeah, I probably won't say too many words. I'll probably just like hopefully shake his hand or, you know, look at him and uh, probably be smiling a lot. So it's going to be pretty surreal uh, if I got to meet him. Okay, so here's a quiz. And I know Gabe said, you know, maybe we shouldn't put this in, but I'm going to quiz you. Ready? Okay. <laughs> I have a couple. Under the bus. Half, I have half. to do this. I'm a teacher. Okay, ready? What NHL player who plays on the left wing? Okay, it's really easy. Has yeah. the most points in the NHL and how many are how many points does this person have? Do you know? We just talked about him. Has the most points in the NHL? Alex Ovechkin and Do you know how many points? I want to say like a thousand four hundred and fifty. Eighty-five. Yeah, that's pretty good in thirteen hundred uh, thirteen forty-eight games. Yeah. What can you learn from him, or what did you since you play left wing? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, he's obviously, I think, probably the greatest goal scorer in, you know, history of the NHL. So um, he's always in the right spot and, um, you know, he's always getting the puck off in, in different ways and, and, you know, finding kind of ways to shoot the puck and, and score. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing I can learn from him is just how to kind of open open myself up and, and get into spaces where I can, you know, score. The first time, just to jump in here, the first time I ever saw Ovechkin play live, because I'm from Toronto, so it was a Leafs game against Washington. Yeah. It, it looked like he was an adult playing against children. Like yeah. that's how much better he was than absolutely everybody else. And like every time he got on the ice, like the whole game shifted to be around him. And you're, you might be on that same ice. 
So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane to kind of think about, um, you know, even a little bit. It's kind of, uh, you know, crazy. I watch him growing up so much, and now I'm kind of in the same organization, I guess, and under, you know, same contract, I guess, to the same team. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Except he's 19 years older than you, but that's another story, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> but your stick, your stick is not an Ovechkin curve. I learned your stick is someone from Toronto's curve. Austin Matthews curve, yeah. Why does that stick work for you? I mean, yeah, it's called like a P92. Um, I think it just works for me because like there's a, a good forehand where you got, you know, a little bit of a curve on it. But um, I definitely like to use my backhand a lot. So it's, you know, not too curvy. I think Ovechkin uses, you know, a really big hook. So um, maybe not not on his backhand as much as, you know, I kind of like to be. But um, that's just kind of what worked for me. So, yeah. Gabe, um, on your show last week, there were some predictions about what would happen to yeah. Andrew. Sure, you can hold me to this, man. I, I'm. It's just. Uh, uh, I think, you know, you're you're a high pick. You're a second round pick. Like ultimately, and I'm sure you know this. Like you're gonna get a chance to make the team. Um, and like to what? Like how is that affecting you now? Like what is your plan? What is your hope for training camp? Like where is the Kelowna versus Washington come? for the next 12 months for you? Um, I think for me, um, you know, obviously you're going to camp and, you know, you want to put your best foot forward and, um, you know, work your hardest and, you know, whatever happens, happens, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, right now, I think the the thinking that I'll be in, you know, Kelowna and, you know, keep, keep developing yeah. as a player and um, keep getting better. But at training camp, I think the, the thing that I want to do most is just kind of, you know, be a sponge and, and learn. Um, you know, there's going to be a ton of NHL players and kind of like we said, Ovechkin and, and all these guys and, you know, great players like Backstrom and Carlson. So uh, I think for me, just, you know, competing against them and, you know, trying to learn as much as I can. Okay, so there's an issue. Training camp is on Rosh Hashanah. You, you're aware of that? How are you going to navigate that? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be pretty tricky, I think. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit of ways away, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's going to be a little tricky. Has it ever occurred to you, any time in your career, have you ever been tempted to, like, pull a Sandy Koufax and and sit out on a holiday? Uh, this year, actually, um, I fasted on, on Yom Kippur, uh, and we had a yeah. game that day. So I didn't sit the game out, but I, I fasted as kind of long as I could and ate my, you know, pregame meal, like, right before the game so um that was kind of the only time where it's ever kind of intertwined at all so um yeah no, i've been pretty lucky that way but yeah do you know how many jewish players have played for the washington capitals oh i don't i don't think this is your second quiz so okay. you did okay on the first one um, ernie wolf was the goalie okay jeff halpern twice and they say andre burkowski has jewish roots but doesn't yeah, i doesn't. i knew that one and then so, you, you're number four. I don't know anymore, Gabe. Yeah, well, the, you just led me to a really good question. So who was your who was your favorite Jewish athlete growing up? I mean, now probably um, like Zach Hyman's pretty cool just because, you know, he's yeah. super open and, um, you know, he's obviously an unreal player. And I watch, you know, McDavid a lot and watching him play, it's uh, pretty cool. And obviously he was at the Leafs before and he was, you know, unreal there. So I think that's a guy. Uh, my dad was actually at the... Maccabee games uh or McCub yeah and then Zach Hyman was there um and like I think he was mentioning that there he was like sitting a couple rows behind him on the bus for the opening ceremony so that's kind of a another reason why we kind of cheer for him your father played on the Maccabee rugby team a couple of times in Israel but that's not hockey so where did the hockey and athleticism come from my yeah my dad I think only played like two years of hockey and he was a goalie growing up so he didn't really love it too much I think um just me and my brother got into it at an early age being you know I guess still from Vancouver hockey's kind of the main sport and you know you're in Canada so um I think we just kind of fell in love with it and you know followed my brother's suit a little bit back to the Jewishness part 
you played in Kelowna, you played against places. Well, there are Jews in Kelowna. There's a nice Jewish community there. Did you ever reach out to them or did you ever take part in any Shabbat dinners or whatever when you were in Kelowna? Um, it's a little bit harder just because the schedule is kind of so, uh, so tough. It's hard to, you know, get Fridays off at all. Like we're, we're always kind of either playing away or at home, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, people in kind of the Jewish community reach out to me and, um, stuff like that. So it was really nice, but, um, you know, definitely hard to, to get some time off. You said Zach Hyman is kind of the, the role model and he's out publicly and talks about anti-Semitism on different shows and what have you. And then there's like other players who are Jewish, but sort of don't, it's not part of their persona like the, the you know luke and and quinn hughes and stuff so where do you feel you're gonna fit in that definitely yeah i'd like to represent i think i you know grew up with it and um uh, you know my, my family's jewish and you know we, we take a lot of pride in it so um it's definitely not something that i'm gonna be you know shy of at all so um yeah no hopefully kind of you know follow in, in zach's footsteps a little bit i hope have you encountered anti-semitism at all to be honest like i yeah i think for me it's been pretty smooth and i have a lot of you know jewish friends and there's a lot of people um in my community for sure that um you know, are in the same kind of situation as me so i think i've been pretty lucky that way to, to not really face anything what's your what's your hebrew name uh abraham um for for the next rosh hashanah game season opener it's yom kippur that's the andrew crystal hebrew name jersey day it yeah, is on exactly. their season opener is on Yom Kippur. Exactly. So that's I mean we're we're putting that if we can get in touch with the department, I will I will have the conversation. I'm willing yeah. to do that. And then you put a CJN logo on it. We would like to know if you had a hockey themed bar mitzvah. No, I didn't actually. I think it was a YouTube thing. My brother had a hockey night in Canada, so uh, I my parents didn't want to do it twice, so I, I did a YouTube one. Wait, wait, wait. Your brother he went the NCAA yeah. route and you went to junior. Yeah. Why did you guys decide to do this differently? Um, the main thing for kind of me and him are a little bit different. He, he didn't get drafted in the, the WHL. So um, I don't really think that that option was, you know, um, too available maybe at the, at the time for him. And he, he really liked the college route. He had friends going to college and, you know, he's kind of a little bit, um, you know, more, more lean towards that way. And, and for me, I think it was a little bit 50, 50 is obviously seeing my brother go through it. And, you know, a bunch of people that I know go through it. It was definitely, um, you know, an option that I considered heavily, but um, I thought I kind of got drafted to the right spot in Kelowna and, you know, wanted to pursue that and, and see what happens. Well, they certainly like you there because I saw some videos on TikTok of you reading kids books to kids huh. And explaining what the what is Ogopogo to the kids, so you need to tell everybody what Ogopogo <laughs> is. Yeah, it's a uh, like it's the mythical creature that lives in the Okanagan Lake. So that's kind of that's that's all it is. Yeah, but you lied. You said you've seen it. <laughs> these kids, these impressions. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just wanted to scare them a little bit. So, are you allowed now that you're under contract to? play inline hockey with Connor Bernard or is that like off limits because if you break something uh no they haven't said anything so um we actually have a game tomorrow so I'll be I'll be suiting up in that uh <laughs> unless I'm told not to but um yeah leave yeah, that yeah, one to the lawyers when they have all this media stuff like I'm sure your Instagram followers have tripled or whatever in the last <laughs> few days right you got 4,000 views on your your tricks your hockey tricks your your you know that video that they just put up like yeah. that's a lot to get used to all this leap into the media sphere how do you who's coaching you on how to handle that yeah I don't I don't think really anybody's you know coaching me too much I think um you know I've been lucky enough to do a lot of it kind of uh this past year and uh, I think I'm pretty comfortable now so um you know the people you know, my family and, you know, the people that are kind of around me 
you know, trust me that I'll, you know, be able to do a decent job on, on the air, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah, I just kind of try and be myself and, um, you know, it, it works out usually. Yeah. yeah. You won an award in grade seven in 2014, you were called Mensch of the month at the school <laughs> at Vancouver Talmatora for doing an act of kindness. Do you remember what that act of kindness was and what this whole mensch of the month thing is? It's better than like MVP. So I need to know. No, I remember the mensch of the month. I, I don't really know what I did, to be honest. Um, unfortunately, I, I can't really remember, but uh, I remember they uh, kind of give that, out of the word, that award out. So, yeah. Every hockey player has superstitions or things that you do. Can you tell us what yours are? There's one kind of that I usually do. It's when I get changed, I go from right to left. Um, so I put my right side of my ear on then my left. So that's kind of the only real superstition that I have on that. I'm, I'm pretty easy going. And is that, is that like, like full on right side? Like you've got a right socket, a tied up right skate before your elbow pad even goes on. Yeah, I go like, so it'd be right sock, left sock, uh, like right knee pad, left knee pad, and then right skate, left skate, kind of, kind of that side of thing. Okay, but this is not because we write from right to left in Hebrew. This is not nothing to do with that or is it? <laughs> No, uh, that would be actually cool if it is, I guess. But uh, no, it's just kind of what I felt most comfortable with. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, maybe I'll say that now. That's it. You, yeah, can, use that's, it. Yeah. you can use it free. I'm okay, not sure. Thank you. you. Yeah, because when, uh, you know, when Vancouver, uh, when the Canucks come to Vancouver, maybe that's when, you know, you'll get to have your debut at yeah. on yeah. March the 16th, right? Yeah. The circle so. date. I have circled the date. I mean, but we never asked you what your favorite team was growing up. We tossed your players, but we never yeah. asked you if you had a favorite team. Yeah, it's a pretty easy answer. It's, yeah, definitely the Canucks. Um, I did have one quick question before we go. If there's a Jewish food that you could never give up, what would it be? Ooh, uh, for me, I think it's just like God Bichala. Like, it's just like, yeah. uh, I'm a pretty big bread, bread guy. So it's, yeah, it's pretty easy. Or matzo ball soup. I think those are the two. Thanks, Gabe, so much yeah. for being Thank you so much. This is great. This thanks, Andrew. It's been great to have you on the CJN Daily. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Irv Osterer of Ottawa. He helped a little bit with the research. And Andrew, if you're listening, he wants an autographed hockey card for his collection. And we'll end the show with a little bit of what it sounded like after Andrew met the media for the first time at the draft. Thanks for listening. How would you describe yourself uh, as a player? What's your self-assessment? Yeah, I'd say I'm a highly skilled offensive player. Um, you know, I can produce at a, at a high rate. And, um, you know, I, I like to you know bring people out of their seats and most importantly win hockey games. So that's kind of the player I am. Mm-hmm.